Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 23 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. This is the fourth of five episodes in which I'm exploring the importance of messages in raising healthy young athletes, and more importantly, healthy young people. The topic of today's podcast is message blockers. Have you noticed that sometimes your young athletes need to hear a message just once and they get it? But then frustratingly, you can send a message dozens upon dozens of times and it's as if they never heard the message at all. Well, welcome to the real world of sport parenting where nothing goes as expected, what's supposed to work doesn't, and what isn't assumed to work does. And what does work only works intermittently or only works for a short time. It takes detective work and a real understanding of your children to figure out why some messages get through easily and others, despite your best efforts, don't seem to get through at all. Even if you understand the messages you want to communicate to your young athletes, even if you know which conduits through which those messages are conveyed, and even if you have the strategies by which to send those healthy messages, you can't be sure that those messages will get through. Every time you send a message to your children, it will likely have to navigate its way through a maze of message blockers that can deflect, weaken, contaminate, or outright destroy your intended messages to your children in their athletic lives. If you can understand these message blockers, you can lessen their impact and increase the chances that your messages will make it into the minds of your children in their sports. The first message blocker, unclear messages. Huh? One of the challenges of communicating messages to your young athletes is ensuring that they actually understand the message you send. The key to this understanding is conveying messages in ways that are appropriate for their level of development. I see so many sport parents who send messages that seem perfectly clear to them and then can't understand why their messages aren't getting through to their children. Even worse, parents then blame their children for not getting their messages. The problem is that parents see their messages through their own eyes rather than through those of their children. But your children don't think the way you do. You have years of experience during which you've honed your ability to interpret and understand the world and realize how often you still miss messages. In contrast, your children are still relatively undeveloped, particularly in their athletic lives, when it comes to how they perceive, interpret, analyze, and make decisions about their world. This is why you have to walk in your children's shoes, or cleats, skates, tennis shoes, golf shoes, or ski boots. Ask yourself, if you were a young athlete, what message would you be getting? By doing this, you can increase the likelihood that the message your athletes get is the very message that you sent. The second message blocker is disconnect between send and receive. But I didn't mean that. As I mentioned earlier, the messages that you send aren't always the messages that your young athletes receive. This disconnect between sending and receiving can occur in several places. You may intend to send one message, but end up sending another. The disconnect here is between your intention and your action. For example, you may intend to communicate to your children the message that they should pay attention to their coaches because it's the respectful thing to do and they'll also get more out of their practice time. But the actual message that you send is, I get mad at you when you're not taking your sports seriously. The disconnect can also occur between the message you send and the message your children receive. Don't think about the message you mean to communicate but rather the message your young athletes will likely get. Ask yourself, how clear is my message? If I were a 12-year-old, for instance, what message would I get? 
Here's an example. You work very hard at a sport that you love participating in, and you have a lot of success at it as well, demonstrated by your regular wins and medals. You want to send the message to your children that you're driven by your passion for the sport and the joy you feel from competing, not by the results. But the message they get is, my mommy competes because she loves to win. Certainly, two very different messages with very different implications in your young athlete's perceptions of your and their sports participation. Another message blocker is infrequent messages. How many times do I have to tell you? There are some messages that your children get from you after you send them just a few times, as I indicated earlier. For example, your children don't need to be told many times that it feels really good to win. But with many messages, a few times isn't enough. The frustrating reality of conveying messages about their athletic lives is the more you click the send button, the better chance your young athletes will get those messages. So if you don't send them a message with sufficient frequency, it might not sink in. And let's be realistic. After a while, it gets both tiring and tedious to keep sending the same messages over and over and over again. The result is that you often give up because your children just don't get it. But giving up ensures that they won't get the message and also does them a disservice because they won't gain the benefits of the message. Plus, it's easy to blame your kids because they don't pay attention, are lazy, or don't care enough about their sport. But often, their quote-unquote not getting it is due less to them and more to your simply not sending the message enough. The issue of message frequency is a tough one because being a parent, much less a sport parent, is difficult enough. You lead a busy life and are juggling a lot of balls every day. You have a long list of daily responsibilities that might include work, meals, housekeeping, family care, and shopping. Add in knowing your kids' practice and competition schedules, making sure they get to practice in games, and volunteering your time and energy to their sports programs, and being a sport parent can be downright overwhelming. All those responsibilities don't even include taking care of yourself. For example, getting exercise, reading a book, or spending time with your spouse or friends. Because you're so busy, it's easy for your messages about your children's sports participation, no matter how important you know they are, to fall through the cracks. As you're dashing around with a to-do list that never seems to get done and not enough hours in the day, you might fleetingly think that you'll get to those important messages. But because family life rarely slows down, they continue to be pushed farther down the priority list until those messages simply fall off the bottom of the list. Sending the messages you want your children to get requires several things. First, a real commitment to those messages because they're important to their lives. Second, at a very practical level, just keeping those messages on your radar screen because with so much on your plate every day, you will simply forget them. Some helpful tips include writing them on post-it notes where you'll see them regularly. Set reminders on your smartphone with alerts to ping or ring them back into your consciousness. And enlisten your spouse to prompt you or to also send the messages to your children. Another message blocker, too many messages. Do this, that, and the other thing. One of the real challenges of being a young person, not even including being a young athlete, is that their inbox, quote unquote, can get full fast. And just like email, if your children can't keep up with the messages you send them, they'll either ignore or quote unquote, delete them. One thing that you have to be careful of when you commit to conscious messaging is message overload. 
In other words, you try to convey too many messages to your children at one time. You might get so excited about all the great messages you can communicate to your young athletes about their sports participation that you start hurling as many messages as possible at them at once. Several problems arise when you become overzealous about sending messages to your children about their sports. First, the messages, rather than being distinct, may amass into an incomprehensible jumble that causes all of them to lose their value. Second, your children may, may be so bombarded by messages about their sports, not to mention all the other messages you're sending them about other aspects of their lives, that they won't be able to focus sufficiently on any single message. The worst case scenario is that to avoid being overwhelmed by your messages or to try to get you to stop messaging completely, your children simply tune out your messages entirely, actively resist them, or even do the exact opposite of what your messages tell them. The best strategy is to choose and focus on a few important messages that are most appropriate to your children's current level of athletic and life development. Life has a way of letting parents know what their children need to learn at any given moment, and that is no less so as it relates to their sports participation. For example, if your son is getting frustrated because he isn't progressing as quickly or getting as much playing time as his best friend, you're presented with a ready-made teachable moment in which to send messages about patience and perseverance. From the German-American architect Ludwig Mies van der Rohe, less is more. Another message blocker, inconsistent messages. You can do it this time. Though we may not like to admit it, many of us as parents aren't as consistent as we'd like to be or should be. Too often, we allow our children to do some things sometimes, usually when it's expedient for us, but not at other times. For example, we make them practice their sports sometimes, but let them off the hook when they don't feel like it other times. What's the message that your children are getting with these inconsistent messages? At best, they don't get the messages at all. At worst, the contradictory messages confuse them so much that they choose for themselves which message works best for them, even if it isn't the one you want them to get. In the case of the above example, that means they'll blow off practicing when they just don't feel like it. Or even worse, they get the meta message that being inconsistent is okay. You want to make sure that you're sending your messages about their athletic lives consistently. An anonymous quote, always be persistent in your pursuits. Consistency shows value in whatever you're after. Another message blocker, conflicting messages. But daddy said, if you and your spouse send conflicting messages, you pretty much guarantee that a message won't get through to your children. These contradictory messages occur most often when parents have different values and goals about your children's sports participation. This disconnect between messages is exacerbated when there's marital conflict or a divorce that creates a contentious relationship between parents. Not only will your children not get the message you want them to receive, but they'll be really confused by the contradictory messages from such credible sources that is you and your spouse, and may become paralyzed with uncertainty about what your message really is and what you want them to do. To reduce conflicting messages, parents need to look at their parenting beliefs and explore where the conflicting messages are coming from. In-depth discussions about parenting philosophies and styles, as well as values and goals related to your children's sports participation, should be prerequisites to identifying and resolving possible conflicts in the messages that you send your children. In an ideal world, you want to come to some resolution long before the messages are communicated to your children. 
In the real world, the sooner you can regain harmonious messages, the better it will be for your children in their athletic lives. Another message blocker, teammate messages. I need to be accepted. As your children get older and more of their time is spent outside your home, most notably at school and in sports, the influence of the outside world beyond your family grows. Your children's teammates are one of the most powerful and significant influences on their values, attitudes, and behaviors related to their sports participation in two ways. First, because peer acceptance is such a powerful force in the lives of young people, your children are vulnerable to the messages that their teammates communicate directly and indirectly to them. Of course, this impact can be both positive and negative. Teammates with healthy perspectives on sports can reinforce and support your own positive messages. Unfortunately, in turn, teammates who have unhealthy perspectives about sports can send messages that conflict with those you want your young athletes to get. Second, as the team your children participate in begins to gel, the values, attitudes, and behaviors expressed by individual members of the team can coalesce into a team culture that envelops all of its members. What unfortunately can happen is that those teammates with the least healthy approaches to sports can also be the most vocal, in which case they play an outsized role in shaping the culture of the team. As a result, unhealthy norms get established and it's very difficult for individual members of the team to resist those messages, however bad they are. In either case, the most you can do is to ensure that your young athletes are participating in a youth sports program that is coaches and families that support the messages you want your children to get. Additionally, when there are teammates who communicate less positive messages, you can use them as teachable moments to discuss both healthy and unhealthy messages, explore how they impact your children, and help them to resist those messages while still staying connected to their teammates. From the legendary football coach Nick Saban, when you have the ability to affect other people and be somebody that somebody wants to emulate, care enough to help somebody else for their benefit, that's what makes you a good teammate, and that's what everybody's looking for. Another message blocker, coach messages. Do as I say and as I do. The coach of your children's sports teams is also a powerful source of messages that your children receive in their athletic lives based on the authority and the respect they command, as well as the sheer amount of time they spend with your young athletes. As much as the members of the team, coaches send influential messages to their team at practices and in competitions through their words, emotions, and actions. These messages are received directly by individual team members and also have an impact on the team by shaping their team culture. Because of the leadership role of coaches, your young athletes will be highly receptive to their messages, whether healthy or not. As with the messages from teammates, your best course of action is to ensure that your children are getting positive messages from their coaches, is to find youth sports programs who hire and train coaches with messages that align with your own. The last message blocker, messages from the sports culture. Winning is everything. Perhaps the most persuasive and insidious source of unhealthy messages to your children in their athletic lives is the youth sports culture that they're in, as well as the professional sports culture that they're exposed to through many forms of media. As I've emphasized throughout Raising Young Athletes, the messaging from the youth sport culture has shifted in a truly unhealthy direction. Winning is everything, early success matters, self before the team, in the last few decades. Similar messages are being broadcast by professional and big-time college sports as well. 
These messages spread like a virus through youth sports administrators, coaches, and parents until they reach your young athletes. The only chance your children have of resisting these unhealthy messages from our youth sports culture is for you to become aware of them, constantly send healthy messages to your children, and regularly talk to your children about both the positive and negative messages so they can make conscious choices about which messages to allow in and adopt as their own. From the American journalist Michael Lewis, the sports world is an echo chamber. All it takes is one quote from a general manager and a thousand sports columns bloom. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 23 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for episode 24 in the near future.